SV Pod is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Welcome, it's SV Pod. Stanford Steve, Scott Van Pelt with you. Best part of the tournament's over, Steve. You think? Is, that a, is this a hot take? I like last Thursday and Friday the best. You like the final four the best. No, I think I like I like this Saturday and Sunday. Really? The Elite Eight, yeah. The games are are better almost by definition. Mm-hmm. You could you could get you could get an interloper. Like if Princeton's still playing come this weekend, then they've earned their right to get there. But I, I, I look, the games are typically incredible. I just love I love Thursday, Friday. I love You like the stagger? Of Saturday, Sunday, or you're just talking Thursday, 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 Friday, because there's 32 games, and and we laughed about Maryland being in that first game, and it lived up to you it. You were it was, good, bro. It, it, well, <laughs> you had a good we, day. The ball was in the air, and we were very nearly not good. Might yeah, have taken, might, have, might have taken me out, but when they win, and it could it, look it, total coin flip, eight nine game. It 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 was exactly what. You'd think too bad review at the end. Yeah, that what are we, that, what, what are we looking help. at? I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was off of them. Did you have the I've, ball? Did you have the ball in your hand during the game? I was worried about you. You mean my my lucky baseball? Yeah. I actually went to school to pick up Sam with about four minutes left. Put it on pause. Put the ball, my lucky baseball, in my back pocket. People are like, "What's wrong? Why does he have a ball in his pocket? What's wrong with that guy?" And then someone, one of the teachers, comes up to me. He's like, "My son just called me. I put my hands in my. I'm like." Stop talking. Literally, I had to go home and watch. I was mortified that somebody was going to blurt out something good or bad. Even if it was oh. good, I'd have been mad. Oh, so you didn't see it live. No, I didn't. Wow. Which is, had hey, had to get my guy. And so the ball was in the air, and I'm like, oh, God, what if this goes in? And I, I would have been like, I would have been gone. Would have left Earth five minutes ago, but the, you wouldn't be it. here today for work. No, you wouldn't. No, I no. give up. I quit. Anyway, I love from that until like it's one in the morning when the last yeah. games finally end, which is why. Just so you guys know, like why no one really asked. Maybe you guys don't care. I think they already we, know. <laughs> well, we just punted on doing shows just because we're only allowed to show so little of the highlights. You can't you can't tell the story of the tournament with the with the highlight restrictions, which by the way, this isn't a knock on CBS, TBS, anybody. Like if we paid that much money, we might be like, you can't use the video. I get it. You just, you're only allowed to to do a tiny bit of it. And so we just, it doesn't make any sense. Also, Scott and Steve don't want to work. We'll, 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 Everyone's we'll, watching the games. Correct. Everybody. No one would have been watching us anyway. I love Thursday, Friday. Then the Saturday, Sunday, the way they've got these standalone games, I don't, I get it. From a, it's a it's a TV show, and I understand you want Duke in a standalone. I understand that. I just Thursday, Friday, and me are the two best days. Okay. Hot take. I have so many things written down. I have a I, billion. Which team in the two games impressed you the most? Princeton. Yeah. Holy. I don't. Smart. I don't think it's close. I'm telling you right now. I'm, there you go. Right now, give me Princeton plus the points versus Creighton. They are – I grew up 
going to Ivy games, you know, Yale, obviously Princeton. I, I was there for the whole thing. They would come in, they'd freaking beat Yale 39, 38. Kit Mueller would have a tip in at the buzzer. Like I, I I've, I've watched this. My brother went to Columbia in the middle of that Princeton run. I've seen it. And it's, I hated them when I was young because they were so good, but they have that thing back, man. Like they dictate no matter who they're playing that Missouri game tipped off. Forget it. Give me Princeton that they look like the SEC team compared to Missouri. And they're not, they're not afraid of anybody. And they got some guys, man. They got some athleticism. They got two bigs that can that, that get after it in the middle. Uh, I, I, Creighton is not deep. And I, I just looked at Princeton and what they did. You dictate against Arizona and you dictate a team like Missouri that goes up and down. That that is big time stuff, man. I, I loved what I saw from them, and it was awesome. So to me, I, I don't think it's cl- like that. That they blew me away, and I, but I was just really it was it was really cool to see because you could tell those guys thought they were the better team in both games. Mitch Henderson, right, was part yeah. of the part of the group that that had the great run or the great win with Pete uh, Pete Carroll over yep. uh, UCLA. Uh, the thing about the Zona game that I think was exactly the same with Purdue is what the tournament is. The longer it went on mm-hmm. and the longer Arizona didn't see the ball go in, the more tense they got and the freer Princeton played. Princeton didn't play any different because no. they, they they just like, nah, we you're not you ain't so bad. <laughs> you know, it turns into a rocky fight. You ain't so bad. Yep. And Arizona's just Lemon booty. They're they're thinking not again. Exact same story with Purdue. Yep. And I get that Fairleigh Dickinson packs the paint, but they didn't Purdue didn't take a didn't take a two in the last six and a half minutes of that game with a seven foot four guy. And they're in the bonus. Like I just I love Matt Painter. I've made it as clear as I can make it. You can't lose to 13, 15, and 16 three years in a row. You can't. I just can't. Uh, you can't. Uh, well, they, and they did. did. They, they did. <laughs> but I'm. Um, but but he's such a good coach. Yep. And and the weight and Arizona's had some flameouts too. The weight of those moments on the shoulders of of the team of whom so much is expected gets so heavy, and you just see it and you feel it. Kehe Clark had one of the all time greatest plays in history against mm-hmm. of all people Purdue when Carson Edwards had the incredible Elite Eight game. And it took one of the best plays I've ever seen a player make. Kihei Clark, has he's facing the wrong direction on the other side of half court with like two seconds left um, and had the presence of mind not to just launch a three that wouldn't have gone, but to kick it ahead and get the bucket that tied the game and allowed them to keep playing. They won in overtime. And Clark just wings it against Furman. And all credit to the Paladins. They had to make a play once they got it. And then Pagese yep. hits a three and they win. And... Again, the, the 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 teams that aren't supposed to, but we said last week, I wouldn't be shocked that there was a lot of upheaval. Mm-hmm. There has been. Um, so much so that Alabama's path now doesn't, they, they won't see a two or a one until they get to the other side of the bracket if they get there. And they mm-hmm. might not there. You know? The, yeah. entire, the entire left side of the bracket has crumbled in front of them. And... You say Princeton was the most impressive to you. I, 
I like the way Creighton looked. Mm-hmm. Bay- Baylor's defense, not great. No. But Creighton, who had a string, a string earlier this year where they lost six in a row, they figured it out. And Shireman, the transfer, Calc Bruner, the Brenner, I always get his name wrong. Calk Brenner, yeah. Calk Brenner, the, the he's he's got such great hands. They can throw him alley oops anywhere. And mm-hmm. he'll he he doesn't always dunk him. He's just got soft, great hands, blocks a ton of shots. One of the 19 flying Nemhart brothers that play basketball across the 30 piece he put up. Yeah, he did. Like that, I thought they were nasty. I'll tell you who impressed me also is Kansas State. Um, they were picked, <laughs> they were picked last in that league, I want to say. And Coach Tang, yeah. he said it afterwards. We had more dudes than they did. He sure did. And they made what they missed their first 13 threes? 13 threes. And then what did they do late? They pulled from the logo. They pulled from the timeline. They just, we got three more if you want them. Even if yep. you don't, you can take them with you. Yeah. And because your guy's not making them either. No. And that continues the pretty inexplicable string for Kentucky of having, you know, tons of dudes, but very little tournament success. Cal calling uh, Marquise Noel a little kid really bugged me because it's mm. small. It's really small. It's really small. You know who he is, and you know what his name is. Yeah, he and just, he just put gave up 27 points. He, he just gave you 27, and you're done. Mm. And I watched it back because I rarely feel like he's Cal does anything um, accidentally. Like he knows he knows what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he knows the scout. He knows who's who and who's what. Noel's like a made some All American teams. He's a guy. All right, he's a 27 made big time plays. It just it felt patronizing and it felt small and it felt unnecessary and it bothered me. And so that's all I want to say about it. Like that's just gave you 27. He's not sure a little, did. not a little kid. He's a, he's a big time player is what he is. Not a little kid, big time player. Uh, and they're still playing. Um, and how about him? He's from Harlem. They're going to play in the garden. I heard an interview with him. He's never played in the garden and Michigan state. Um, Michigan State's guard, um, Walker, who transferred from Northeastern Mm -hmm. a couple of seasons ago, he's a New York City guy Mm -hmm. in the garden. Garden should be just a, should just be a blanket East, East regional in New York. I get that the Rangers and the, and the Knicks (laughs) might not like to carve out a weekend every spring. Just think how great it would be. They're like, you know, we already give it to you for the, for the big East. Yeah, we, we, it would just be, it's the Mecca, right? Most famous arena in the United States, the Mecca. God, it's going to feel so big this weekend. Um, I wrote Quan Tomlin, the big kid from Kansas State. He's a Harlem kid too. Well, like they got a they got a bunch of awesome. they got a lot of a lot of New York City out there it's in the awesome. little. Alley. I just couldn't imagine being from there, never playing there, and now you and get like to. you're talking about a dream come true. You go to uh-huh. play there with a chance to go to the Final Four. Like if you go to the Final Four, that's where you're going to win. That Woo! is that's big. That's big stuff. I, I just wanted, one thing on, on one thing on Kentucky, no. just because I, I wrote th- that this is like a it's like a timeline or whatever. I just have blue bloods then aligned to Kentucky. I mean, Carolina didn't make the tournament. Duke got absolutely bodied by Tennessee, which is part of another storyline I want to get to in a minute. Um, Kentucky loses to K State. KU gets beat by Arkansas. That's on the same storyline as the Tennessee bodying Duke. Just SEC's got athletes. <laughs> a, they do. 
They got adults. In the women's out. game, too. Ole Miss yeah. went to Palo Alto and gave it to Stanford. Yeah, they did. Gave it to them. But it's wild in this year where ones and twos got beat a lot. Where Kansas was a one, but you made the point when you and I were texting back and forth over the weekend. They won a lot of close games, man. And you can't keep pulling rabbits out of hats. And no. they didn't against Arkansas. It's just wild to get to not the final four weekend, Steve, but to get to the second weekend which hammers home the point I make all the time, how hard it is to win games. It's so damn hard to win two games. Look at this weekend. Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, Carolina didn't make it. IU's out. I guess UCLA's flying the banner for the Blue Bloods. Um, I think I call Gonzaga Blue Blood. I feel like they've proven it over the past decade that that's sort of what they are. I haven't won a title, I know. Uh, it's, It's just... The snapshot is really, I guess, what the season of basketball was in many respects. Scott, there's 16 teams left. There's 11 conferences represented. Incredible. 11. Incredible. Like that's, I ended up with 17 on the list, I think. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, no, Princeton was not on the list. Yeah. How many uh, of your no, teams, are, how many teams yeah. you got left? There's three teams out of the 16 that weren't on the list. Princeton, obviously, being one of them. Princeton, FAU, and we took Tennessee off. We took Tennessee off because we said that we couldn't. That I didn't think they could score enough, especially when that was before Ziegler got hurt. Yeah. But you know, you know how they can win is if you don't score more than them, and then and they make every shot too. They, they were did. they were awesome. Well, that and uh, that's the tournament in a nutshell too, right? Yeah. Like Utah State, Missouri. People thought Utah State could be dangerous. They are dangerous. They just most chose bet the over worst. game in the tournament went under by like ten points. That's because they chose the worst day to have their worst shooting day. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tennessee can't shoot at all, and they had their best shooting day of the year against Duke. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Right. I interrupted you. No, I want to talk Purdue because this is a big picture thing and conversation. Okay. You are Big Ten, Scotty. Yep. You watch Purdue. You mentioned yep. you mentioned Creighton and. Yep. Uh, we did uh, our friend Kevin Sheehan's podcast this morning. I, I did with him. Okay. And I watched McDermott, who was awesome. I mean, you talk about foot on the gas. You talked about it. They attacked Baylor because Baylor sucks on defense. And, man, they were not afraid. But he used he used Kalkbrenner in the middle of that press breaker, like a mm-hmm. seven-footer where they just threw him the ball. He looked right, at, right up court. Who's open? And I noticed this in Purdue in the Penn State Big Ten title game. He, he kind of – I too cute because he was taking Edie out offense defense and then like if a team's down like that leave your big in because all they're going to do is go get quick twos at least you have your rim protector and then they never used them against pressure they never like that is a seven four man up there like throw it up to him like that, that that's how you beat the pressure uh but anyway going back to this with Purdue in, in the, the last success they've had the last three years, especially uh-huh. and, and in the big 10 is it's, it's every year. It feels like we get to this weekend and there's one. Yep. And to me going to the big East tournament last week, I just love the difference in teams. You know, UConn's got athletes all over the field. They got two bigs. They don't have a true point guard, but they got athletes all over. Providence, he's going to nickel and dime every single possession out of you. Marquette's who's who's got he? Pressure. Who's he? Oh, we're going to talk you, about him. You mean we, Georgetown's we to coach? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. we're going to talk about him. But I, the, the difference in, in Creighton, nice, free open. Xavier, they want to push. They're not going to bend their knees a lot and play defense, but they're going to take your misses and go. But when I watch the Big Ten, every team defends pick and roll the same way. 
Every team gets out front hedges. Every team is is gonna, you know, you know, Maryland up and down preseason. They get in the conference play, they realize, you know what, we got to probably change up. They go slower pace. It feels like the conference just gets in this, like they they see it every night. And then when they get out, they're not as flexible. They're not as, you know, versatile. And these other teams where that are freewheeling, that are pressing teams, like they they dictate. And it just feels like it happens so much uh, when I watch these Big Ten teams. Like Indiana last night, are you kidding me with that effort? Like it, that was over. And I know they made a run in the second half, but like they had no interest. Like Miami, oh, you don't want that? We'll take it. Every loose ball, rebound, the, rebound. The number of offensive rebounds that Miami had, uh, and it, they just uh, – it was glaring, man. Glaring. And fairly Dickinson. They don't, They got a 6'7 guy. They out-rebound Purdue. Yeah. You know, like that's just effort to me. And, yeah, I, and when you go, get this and, – and the Purdue thing I think is its own entity because you could see that they were shook. And you mentioned not shooting the twos. Like – what, who was it? Gillis threw an air ball up with like five minutes left. Wouldn't he didn't shoot want again. To shoot. Wouldn't shoot. He didn't want to shoot. Freshman guards, we talked about them getting exposed towards the end of the year, that teams that had good guards were pressuring them. But just think about the idea of being the one. And for the second straight year, the whole building is 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 rooting against you. Yeah. Like that's that is that it, stuff, man. You talk about lemon booty. You you find out real good, and then Purdue has freshman guards. Like you saw, they're capable guys, but they're up against it, man. Yeah. And they just they couldn't they couldn't do it. And I just I just feel like the Big Ten fits under this umbrella where I, I've been just trying to rack my like, why does this keep happening? Well, I'll tell you why. Standing after the first weekend, it's it's crazy. They're they're limited. They're they're just the league's limited in terms of like how many pros are in the league. How many pros are there? And I mean, like last year, Purdue had a great, they had a pro in, in Ivy and he was a lottery pick yeah. and they lost to St. Francis. So it, the thing that happens year after year, whether they have pros or not, is the pace in the league's brutal. Brutal. The it, it's, it's such a horrifically officiated league. Like, I don't know if anyone that pays attention to the Big Ten listens to what we're saying but i'm this is big 10 scotty talking to you mm-hmm. you gotta fix your officiating because it's horrible and everyone knows it and everyone knows that if you go on the road in this league the whistle you get everywhere and look it happens in, it happens in our building in college park look maryland didn't lose at home this year in the league in park is the whistle they get there go on the road good luck everyone knows that you just you guys allow brawls to take place and, and the, the officiating does the league no favors because when they get out from underneath that, the, the way you can't play that style last weekend or this weekend, it just doesn't work. And they're, and it's limited. It's limited in terms of the number of pros that a lot of these teams have. So you end up with these grind it to dust type scenarios where you better be great and you better make shots because you don't have tons of possessions and you get to a weekend where you don't shoot well. And now all of a sudden you get tight and then you can't breathe. Now this year, the league had two sevens, two eights, a nine and a 10 because there was so little differentiation within the league. Mm-hmm. And actually in terms of how they were seated and the games that they won, it wasn't a, it wasn't a flame out in the sense that I think five teams at least got a second game. 
And mm-hmm. when you're on the seven, eight, nine, ten line, it's coin flips. Yeah. But your one loses to Fairleigh Dickinson. Yeah. Who lost to Hartford. All due respect. Um, among others. You got to fix the way the league plays, the, the style of play in the league. And the style of play in the league, a lot of it has to do with the officiating in the league. The officiating has to be better. It, it's just horrible. It's a horribly officiated league. And everyone in the league knows it. Mm-hmm. And you got to fix it. How? I don't know. Got to get in a room and be like, hey, you guys want to play a little freer? <laughs> you guys want to play with a little more pace, a little more tempo? Because it mm. sure seems like some of these other teams go with it. But you want to know what? The Big 12 was the best league in America this year. I, I don't think there's any reasonable argument against that. Mm-hmm. They got two teams left. Kansas is one seed. They're out. Baylor was a three seed. They're out. Iowa State played one of the worst games ever played in basketball, organized or otherwise, against Pitt. They're out. TCU mm-hmm. loses to Gonzaga. West Virginia lost to Maryland. They had seven teams in. They got two left. Two threats in Texas and Kansas State. But you said it. Eleven leagues represented. 11. I think the big. I think the 11. Big East. I think. I think the Big East as a league had the best weekend. Because you can make it. We talked about. We talked about. Oh, I thought there was a lot of pressure on those teams in that league. And they answered and they, it. They, they answered yeah, it. They did. U- UConn. Uh, the, the Iona game was. I. Ho- I hope you saw some of it because man, Iona came out and they were like, "What? <laughs> you want to go? You want to go? Yeah, we'll go." And they came out and I, I want to say like the. If, the first stats for like the threes, the teams were combined like six of nine. And like, all right, we're probably not going to shoot 67% from three, but the pace, teams were attacking the rim, blocking shots at the rim. It was play on, refs let them go. That was awesome. And then they played a St. Mary's team that's not a lot of fun to play if you haven't seen them. And they win that by double digits. Creighton, we already said, I already said that, the, that, that they impressed me. Xavier, they survived Kennesaw. Oh, that I wanted to talk about them. That poor team. Uh, they 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 should have oh, won. They should have won. I thought but I hey, thought the I thought the whistle was a little dodgy at the end. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. A little, yeah. a little a little iffy there at the end. And then they get pit and they win. Nunji was great. The, the the kid who transferred from Iowa. Oh, they're, um, they're, they he was they, were, awesome. they played the best first half of the season and boom didn't have a point. He didn't which score is, in the first half. They were up which, fifteen or fourteen at half. Which is crazy because you could argue that, that that he's as impactful a transfer as there was this year. Um, I just love Nunji. My man is slight too at the Big East. Yeah. He wears those long stockings <laughs> and they're baggy on him. That's how skinny yeah. his legs are. Yeah. But he could go, man. He made some big ones late for him. Yeah, and I mean, look, they lost their highest seeded team in Marquette and against a team that you 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 predicted uh, Michigan State to make a run. What was your bet with Long, Chris Long? Oh no, it's with the Big Cat. Oh, I thought you had a oh what what is it? Uh he gave me the odds. Michigan State 18 to 1 to win the to win the region. We're halfway nice. there. Okay. He called He's it great. a dumb bet. He said dumb bet on his podcast. He, okay. Well, all we, those we, people, all those people they have listening to, and I got called a dumb bet. Well, look, he tweets his bets. We we see what kind of better he is. I try and help him. Love you. He's not getting he's not good at listening lately. It's fine. He's yeah. he's into he's independent. Moving wealthy. on, he doesn't he doesn't need our help. Yeah, we're just, he's, yeah, he's we're just he's humble smart. late night. He woke up with a smile on his face. I bet he did. Um, <laughs> but uh, that'd be fun if he had to pay out uh, the Michigan State bet. Um, but not only does the Big East have three moving on, they have a coach moving within the league. Ed Cooley from Providence Could, to Georgia. Can I just add one more thing before Go we ahead. do the coaches? Because I course. do want to talk about that. 
FAU, they probably were my second most impressive team because they were an unbelievable game against Memphis. Might have been the best game of the, of the first round. I mean, and not really knowing a lot about them. Boy, are they not afraid. But to, to then win that game knowing you're going to be as big. They were a 15-point favorite yesterday. You know how hard that is to be against everybody's darling? And boy, did Fairly Dickinson bring the wood. And for FAU to respond to that, and this wasn't no, they won it with defense. They they answered every time with three-pointers, man. I, I'm fascinated by that team and the matchup they have with Tennessee. But FAU, I wanted to give them their shout because I had no idea what to expect for them. I picked them. But they they showed me a ton because again you go from oh we feel great about ourselves we we were underdog I think against Memphis and now yep. oh we're playing a sixteen and no one in the in the building should be rooting for us that's a tough deal to come overcome and they did it in really really impressive style in fashion to me yeah no I I agree I liked them against Memphis I mean the, the end of that game was ugly and Memphis probably should have gotten a timeout they mm -hmm. looked like they called it they didn't they weren't granted the timeout and then FAU Dusty ran quite an inbound they got sure quite did. a look quite a look they got the they got the layup and they win they move on then you're right it's hard it's hard to go up against that team because everyone in America is rooting for them but you know you're you're the team that moves on and good luck you better buckle up against Tennessee because they got adults I can't they, wait they, for that matchup. The athleticism of the SEC, whether it was Arkansas, there's a, there's a, there's a, fear, there's a fearlessness with that group. Man, um, fearlessness. They don't shoot great, uh, no. but but they're, they shoot but, a lot. It's not great. They're enthusiastic <laughs> shooters, which I appreciate, and they sign up for forty, and they're going to battle you. And mm. and Tennessee, I mean, when Ziegler went out, I think kind of like with when Hooker went out at quarterback, you think, well, uh, that's probably it. Well, I mean. There are a whole lot of grown men on that floor, and against a, a very young Duke team, who it's a shame that uh, that they lost with Mitchell before. Uh, what was it in practice? I think it was um, in the shoot around. Well, whatever. That's just that's Back brutal. Yeah, that's brutal because he they finally got he's healthy. Probably their most physical player. I would agree, but still, he's not. He, it's Tennessee's got a different level. Yeah, um, they just wore wore him out. And and Maryland lost to Bama in a game where Maryland defensively, if you showed me those numbers before the game, and you mm -hmm. said they're going to make six threes, and you're going to hold them to seventy three, I thought I don't know how we're getting to seventy four, but that's pretty good. <laughs> Bama's length and their ability on the defensive end was what was just jarring. They just have a wave after wave. It's of like they have a man on top of the backboard. And when you think you have an open look layup, <laughs> he comes flying down on a rope and it's like, get that out of here. Yeah. There's, there's, it, it guys is CG, everywhere. It's, it's like CGI. they have seven guys out there. CGI and everyone's very long and bouncy. <laughs> um, and it's what I said when we watched the game together on, uh, on Saturday night, I wanted Maryland just to, for the philosophy of, Shoot the first open look you have from three. Coach Willard probably wouldn't wouldn't endorse that, but it beats the hell out of dribbling around for thirty seconds and never having a shot. Yeah. So the minute you have a clean look, just pull, see what happens, because they're hard to go against. And the teams that moved on from that league, I was I just it's not like it's a shock. Jimmy Dykes talks about it on the broadcast, and he tweeted about it. He's like. Like this, this shouldn't surprise you uh, if you pay attention to the SEC. Like just the level of athlete uh, in this league, 
is is different than some. Not every league, but different than than some mm-hmm. other leagues that they're going up against. So, I don't know. Awesome first week, and now we move on to uh, Sweet Sixteen games Thursday, Friday, obviously Saturday, Sunday, and a week from now. Buckle up in Vegas. Yeah, that'll be a good one. How about that? How about that? The groups you get out, the teams you get, and then you uh, you're in Vegas of all places. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Can we pivot to the Cooley Patino stuff? Please, because, yeah, we have to talk. We have a very uh, important deal to talk about here. Go ahead. Okay, you you go. What's what, what's most important about it? Well, everybody loves Ed Cooley, right? Mm, I, not, I mean, I not the, people the, in Providence anymore. The folks in the folks no. in Pro and Providence who had oh, Ed's man. back until the end. Well, it's the end. <laughs> the, the, yeah, no more. Yeah, uh, very angry. Go okay, ahead. outside of Providence, everybody loves him. He's great yep. with the media. His players love playing for him. You love him. I love him. Yep. Cooley time is coming to DC, and. I don't have a great track record going to Maryland games. This year, you talked about it. They didn't lose a conference game. They lost one game, and that's the game you brought me to. So I don't feel really wanted in College Park anymore because I'm bad luck, and I totally believe in those things. So what I did today was I looked at season tickets for the Hoyas. I believe in Cooley time. I love this hire uh, with the portal now. I think he could make it go a lot faster than maybe you could five, ten years ago. Uh, but I am I'm all in on on Cooley here. I, I just love the guy. I think it's a it's perfect timing. The expectation level is as low as it's ever been at Georgetown, uh-huh. and uh, I think the world. You talk to people in the profession; they they love him. You know his peers. So uh, yeah, I might be a Georgetown season ticket holder. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, f- you. That's pretty simple. How about that? There you go. I mean, yeah. I mean, we brought you to one game. Maryland lost by twenty-seven points. Go root for the Hoyas. It's yeah. It's fine. it's fine. Do what you want. All good. I, I, I different conferences. We're good. Gonna be a lot of. It's interesting because Ed and Kevin Willard are very, very close friends. Obviously, coached against each other for years in the Big East. Uh, now here yeah. they are, both in the DMV. Um, Come on, out to see DC. Split the gate. <laughs> I I would imagine. I don't know this to be true, but I would imagine those conversations will be sorted out. My guess was. You know, that's something that you could see happen, which would be great because in the DMB, um, th- those games are a big deal. You know, if they, ha- it's like Xavier Cincinnati, oh, it should, it should happen. So good. It should just, it should just happen. Yeah. The Providence folks, interestingly, when, when the Maryland job came open, his name got thrown around. Would, would Maryland be interested? And the Providence folks are like, he's not leaving from Maryland. Ed's never leaving Providence. And, he wasn't. He's born there, from there, loves it, did great things there. And so leaving, not just leaving, leaving within your league mm. is 
really interesting. And he'll go back there, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the man. I just watch him afar. And, and, and like you, I have an admiration for just the, the, the whole top to the whole approach. Yep. I'd love to know. So, okay. An, an off the record conversation. Mm -hmm. How'd you, what made you decide that you could do this? Because you, I understand that there's a, um, what Georgetown represents, not now, but what it did represent mm -hmm. is John Thompson making it into a powerhouse and a massive brand. And, uh, I, I can I know that that um, Ed and Big John had a relationship and he admired the man like many coaches did, particularly black coaches in the in the game did because John didn't take a step back to anybody and mm -hmm. he he repped his cause, the cause of black coaches, the cause of coaches, but particularly if you're a young black coach coming up and you look at John Thompson, you're like, all right, that guy that guy's steps are worth following. And now he mm -hmm. gets to follow him here at Georgetown. I get that. But the ability to, to say to the place that you love, where you're from, mm -hmm. I'm going to leave, and I'm going to leave for them, that had to be incredibly difficult. No doubt. And so, I don't know. That, that fascinates me. Um, because it's easy for the Providence fan to say, and you're not wrong, this is a worse job. Well, right now, yeah, it's they they play in a pro arena. No one goes to the games. They haven't won any games, but they're still Georgetown. Correct. They're Their still ceiling is way higher than Providence. And when I look at it, I look at Cooley. Twelve years there, one Sweet Sixteen. Like at at some point, you have to think that challenge might be. I, I think I did all I could do here. Like what? What if the challenge is is different, um, and that, and that's what he wanted? You know, he's he's he's. You can't say he didn't give you all he had. He gave you all you had. You know, and I I, I get it. It the, the the ties there, that whole thing. But I, I'm with you. I think uh, just his upbringing, seeing John Thompson and, and being old at that age, where you're old enough to remember. They were the they were the program. It they were it. they were it, and that still resonates. Uh, yeah, it's, but, it still does. And, you know, and, so and, and, I, I, I I get I get it I get it. I know the people in Providence do not. Well, and and let me say I get that. I get that. Yep. When you are an underdog program, um, and by underdog I mean you're not some you're not some low man on the totem pole. You're not that. But in that league, <laughs> in that league where UConn just says, you know, trophy case, Georgetown, trophy case, St. John's is removed from it, but, you know, they 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 had their time. Um, that's a league where, you know, you want to you want to not just be the little brother and you're not going to take that crap and you're not afraid to get in a scrap. Like, we'll get in the arena with you, put 40 on the clock. Let's go. Yeah. And you had your guy and he was your guy. Mm -hmm. And now you had his because he's not leaving. He's never leaving. Like mm -hmm. they scoffed at the. I, I just I saw people this year. They scoffed at the notion that he was going to leave for Georgetown. And I started hearing chatter. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know about that, man. And so now it's happened. I understand Providence being 
um, hurt as bad as you can be hurt. Yes. Yes. This is, Cause this just isn't a guy. He's, he's your guy. Correct. That's really, that's an incredibly fascinating dynamic, uh, in the sport. And now he's going to try to rebuild and given the portal, um, and given that Georgetown, how they allowed this to be as bad as it was for this last chunk of time is, is, is incredible to me, but mm-hmm. they clearly, they got some pockets around here and they dug mm-hmm. down deep in them. And if they're going to put the weight of their university behind Ed Cooley and say, go get, go get us some guys. Um, he doesn't have to go far. Well, no. I mean, this area is is remarkably fertile. And then with a with a portal, I mean, who yep. the hell knows? I mean, um, you know, a bunch of I already saw Bynum, the big time shot makers in yep. the portal, and the re- recruits that were committed there are now not. Uh, would, they, would they come here? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But now the dominoes begin, and now okay, so that means Shrewsbury didn't leave Penn State to go there. Is is Notre Dame where he wants to go? You've heard some conversations about that. Mm-hmm. Penn State battled. Uh, Texas till the end, but but Penn State season's end. We'll see what happens with that. This opens up Providence, uh, Iona, which has been a place where a lot of coaches have gotten uh, their starts. Now open because Coach Patino is back in the Big East. St. John's hires him. Same deal with with Cooley applies to New York City, and that Patino can say, "We got the Garden. Here are my rings. Here are my bona fides. Who wants to who wants to play?" I mean. You got three teams in the into the Sweet Sixteen. You got Cooley going to Georgetown. You got Patino going to uh, going to the Garden uh, with St. John's. It's like the, it's like Massive. the thirty. It's like the Big East thirty for thirty. Requiem for the Big East. <laughs> I mean, what what do you what do you feel like? How quick do you feel like Patino makes St. John's matter? Oh God! Oh yeah, no doubt. I don't think their talent was that bad. I I really don't. I thought Anderson got players there. They play that hectic style, and you know how teams are. You know, when when you're not that buttoned up and, you know, you get into crunch time, that system, we've I've seen him, you know, he had North Carolina as a one seed on the ropes going back to his Arkansas days. It's a tough style to win. And then you get into a league like the Big East where you need it every night. It's not there. So, I I, I mean, I, I could see those guards from Iona going to play at St. John's next year, and they're off and running. I just, it's amazing to me, Scott, when you talk to people that cover the sport in the profession that are coaches, assistants, guys that are retired and coaches. It's amazing to me what they, th- they think Patino is the best coach That's, that I've heard from numerous guys. And I heard Reese Davis say it today. If he said, if you give me teams that are even in everything and I get one coach, that's who I'm taking. In the whole sport, mm-hmm. he coached at Iona this year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we 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 don't have to get into the off the court. We everybody knows what happened off the court, right. but right. you're talking specifically on the court. I could they they're probably top twenty five team next year. Yeah, I saw Goodman said that uh, Jeff Goodman was saying oh, that field of sixty eight. If you follow uh, on um, if you like college basketball, you know who I'm talking about. You should follow it if you if you do and you aren't following it. I don't know how you missed it, but. He said top 25. Now, I think I think Goodman will admit that he'll say stuff in the spring and then you kind of you, you, you look, there's a million things that have to happen between Girl, now and oh, next God. fall. So obviously the moving pieces are infinite. But I, I tend to land in the same place you do just because it's New York City, it's the garden, it's Rick Patino, and he, they're gonna get guys. Yes. The, the thing the thing about that league, though, is 
And I think you just pointed to it because St. John's was close. They're, they weren't far off uh, this year. It's just UConn's got things back where they, you know, mm-hmm. Hurley's, Hurley has accumulated talent. They might, they might try to hang another banner in stores this year. I don't know. If, if, if I ask you right now, with the benefit of only having to pick four more winners, who do you think's the who's your favorite to win the tournament right now? I still think it's Bama because of the track, but I'm telling you right now, they got their hands full in their next game. I think their next game, their next game is their biggest hurdle because San Diego State's got some men. They're not going to back down from anybody. But if Bama and the, and the one thing I love about Bama, their guards are seniors, mm-hmm. and they they've been they've been up against it. So that they have that working for them. They have everything else you want, but San Diego State's going to give them a, a lot. Uh, to to fight, but I would still say Bama because of the that side. Because I think, I, I mean, you look at that right side of the bracket when you go, you go Houston, Miami, Xavier, Texas. That bracket is brutal. But when I you agree. go down to the West with Arkansas, UConn, UCLA, and Gonzaga, I could see any one of those teams winning it. Yeah, any, I any, I think whoever whoever gets out of the West might be the favorite. I mean that's that those are some that's a big I mean yeah, yeah no, Arkansas I'm, Arkansas's underachieved all year that's not a 9 seed or an 8 no, seed whatever no, they are No no that's that's and obviously we sent our best to coach self who wasn't well enough to be on the sidelines No doubt um I mean would it have made a difference I mean he he makes a difference um but that's sure I'm not does. knocking I not yeah but that's that, that's not to say that no. they lost cuz Norm Roberts was the, was on the sideline that's not Absolutely what happened not. um but it's KU whether they had self or not you look up and like that's who's our nine. Oh, mm. this is this is fun, um, <laughs> but I think I think you make a good point about San Diego State. I don't know that America watches. My guess is, ratings wise and where they are on the West Coast, people probably haven't seen a ton of Mountain West basketball. And frankly, the league's been awful in the tournament. Uh, right. They haven't won games, but San Diego State just won two, and Brian Dutcher has he's he does a really good job. And I agree. They've got they got some men in the middle. Uh, they got some guys out there. Mm-hmm. Bama's just probably got more than you because they yeah. got more than anybody. Um, and and it, their, their path on the on the left hand side of the bracket is uh, it is not fraught with peril. <laughs> there, are, hmm. there are not a lot of low, not a lot of high numbers. I guess you say high or low when it is like a one seed, a high seed, or a low seed. It's a high seed. Yeah. You say Reese's or Reese's. Reese's Pieces? Yeah, not Reese's, right? No. Okay. My kids said that. My kids said, can I have a Reese's? And I was like, you mean a Reese's? They're like, no, a Reese's. I'm like, wait, what is it? And then I'm like, what do I say? I think sometimes I say Reese's. Reese's is short for wide receivers when you're in college or you're doing individual group. Reese's. See, I didn't I didn't play football. So There you go. All right, there you go. So Reese's is, is that, and Reese's mm-hmm. is the candy. Who are you picking, Michigan State or Kansas State? I like I like Kansas State's backcourt, but I, I like agree. Michigan State's backcourt too. Hauser, every time he shoots for Michigan State, I think it goes in. And when he and when if and when he misses, you're like, how'd that happen? Hmm. But I mean, all credit all credit to to Izzo's guys being good. I mean, it's it's the cliche now about January, February, whatever. I mean, it, I mean the, the the question would be, okay, well if they're so good in March, why why were they ordinary in January? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't care if I'm a Spartan fan. I just want to be good now. I want to still be playing now, and they are. Uh, yeah. What about what a battle that that Marquette game was awesome. 
They took yeah. pun- they took punches, man. Marquette mm-hmm. took punches and they kept throwing, but Michigan State didn't blink. Nope. That, that and that's where that's where you can't. I, you get to this point, you can't, yeah. man. And that's you just why gotta I, keep you keep playing. I just I feel like the guys on that team always reflect Izzo's mentality. They're yep. they're they're just they're tough. And you know what a coach told me the toughness wins this time of year. His team's still playing. Um mm-hmm. so I've talked about everything I had on my on my sheet mostly. Um are there any are there any other things to talk about? Uh no. I don't I don't know what like I have no idea what's going on in any other sport in the country. Cause every second I had was invested in college basketball. I agree. And I and, and I just I, I'm not gonna do I'm not going to do the thing that I think is easy to do in this business where you talk about something like you were consuming it when you weren't. I, I I haven't watched the World Baseball Classic other than what I see on Twitter. And like the Trey Turner Grand Slam was awesome. And it's it's interesting because there were these unfortunate injuries uh, to Diaz and um, to Altuve. And then it turns into, should they be playing this? All I know is the people that are in it seem really into it. Mm. The participants. That tells me all I need to know. Right, like there, there are there are events in sports where it feels obligatory, and the people's participation in it feels like that. Like you can't get guys in the NBA to care about actually trying in an All Star game. Mm. Like you're the you're the best players in the sport. Could we maybe no no def, not a we're not gonna okay no no one okay no one's interested okay well then I'm not either. This World Baseball Classic, the 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 buy in and the passion is is palpable i'm just not going to act like i clicked over to it because i was just trying to remember is it true tv or is it tnt where am i going to see the, and then the score bugs both good and bad because the score bug when you see a game that you thought had gotten away from somebody gets closer then you go try to find it and then i push the wrong one and then i'll end up watching that game and forget the other game yeah i'm like your people working the remote sometimes um <laughs> But that's that's really that's you and I both. That's all that's we do is watch this yeah. tournament. No, noon to one a.m. the last two days. Yeah, uh, and now we're back at it. Yeah, just a little programming note here. Just you, we got a got a little run here. We're gonna do a couple shows. Then we got kids got kids got school off. We're out of here for a bit. Then the next thing you know, it's uh, hello friends, a little. little <laughs> Little Augusta, little Augusta journey. Then the next thing you know, you come back from that, and it's like, whoa, what do we have here? We got playoffs. Yeah, yeah opening day, Orioles, popping the Met. How's their over-under in the 70s? Is that free money? Am I, am I going to bet a season? Am I betting yes. a season total? Oh, we got a monster season total with the Blazers on the hinge right now. We went high or low? We, we need this. We went low. We need Mr. Lillard to just. Maybe we want some more ping pong balls. Let's let Dame sit out a couple. That's like rooting for an under. There's nothing. There's nothing less fun. Oh, than rooting root for, for a big under. <laughs> I, but I'm just saying we might have clicked for... an extra zero on the bet by accident on that one. So oh, we're really, we're oh. really uh, looking looking at that uh, laser schedule nightly and marking. That's always else. fun. Meant to yeah. meant meant to throw a half uh, on it and like, oh wait, no. oh I didn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, say no more. Say um, no more. All right, last question. Yep. I'm going to be at the West Regional Final. Who's playing in it? 
I don't know how Arkansas is going to beat UConn. Yeah, I don't see that happening. They're going to battle them. I just, UConn looks the part to me. They sure do. Metrics love them. I'm going to say it's, I'm going to say it's, uh, I'm going to say it's Gonzaga and UConn. Mm. Um, now, how's Gonzaga beat UCLA? I don't know. I just, I don't know. Keep in mind, I went through a bracket, uh, went through a bracket for Billis when, when I was on his, his bracket show and, uh, just did a little quick looking at it and scrambled and scribbled. And, uh, you know, my team that won it was, uh, Arizona. They, they lost oh. it. You had all the two seeds in the final four, didn't you? I don't Who cares? Whatever I had, didn't it was, I, I had a team that lost to an <laughs> Ivy league team. Although, you know what? The Ivy league, the, the metrics need to do a better job with them. Those teams come out of there. There, there's no way that team should be on that line. No chance. Yeah. 15? That's not a 15. Mm-mm. Not close. Nope. They're, they're, they're more like a 12. All due respect. Uh, who do you think's playing in it? UConn and Gonzaga. So we agree. Yep. All right. How about how about UCLA Gonzaga? 17 years to the day they're playing since the Morrison game. 17 years? To the day. Who cares about anything? That just shows that time is yeah, time is running gross. and passing and holy smokes. Yep. They also played a pretty good uh national semifinal game, as I recall. No people there though. Um no. no. All right. Well Gonzaga you... scored fifty one points in the second half last night. Yeah, but there was a three at the end that was significant Woo! to some. We'll see you tonight for that one. Yeah, that'll be a bad beat special. Um, all right. I don't know when we're doing a pod again. Maybe sometime. Maybe next. I, no, not next week. June? No, it'll be sooner than that. I just honestly don't know when it will be. You and North should do one from the Masters. It's, you're putting more work on my plate. Maybe I just want to. Maybe I just want to wander the range. Just chat. All right. So, uh, what are you working Monday on after, there with Monday your after game? the Masters reaction? We'll probably do something in between. I don't, we'll do something from there. I, you, people, they, you, these just show up in your inbox, don't they? You'll, yeah. I don't have to give you a heads up. It'll, just, it'll be, we'll be back soon. Just tweet Scott and ask him when the next pod is. He'll please know. don't, please don't do that. <laughs> Everybody have a lovely day. First day of spring. Everybody have fun. Go get them. Yay, pollen. <laughs> um, The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Get in on all the action at DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during the next two rounds of the tournament. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign in with code SVP. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose. That's code SVP only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 